Dalton here with the Halfway Healthy Show. We'll keep this intro real short and sweet. We have some awesome sponsors you can check out in the description of the episode. It really is the best way to support the show and keep food on my kids' plates. So let's get right into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Halfway Healthy Show. My name is Dalton Main, and I'm here with my 7 out of 10 acquaintance, Corey. How you doing, brother? Remember that Disney Channel thing that they used to do? <laughs> Is that you and your wand? I want to sign on to that Dude. on the podcast doing that every single time now. That, that made me amazing. feel important. Dude, I'm, a, I'm a, a warrior today, I would say. You know, I did not sleep well. Your boy suffered from um, a little tummy ache last night. You know, oh, no. didn't get a really great sleep. And so I think the most brave thing a man could do is face his fears and move forward with a tummy ache. Um, so you know what? We're chugging along today. Are you uh, are you open to sharing why you think you have a tummy ache? Um, because my diet's fucking ball sack and I don't always look out for myself. And when I cheat, I fucking cheat meal, dude. I go all out. And I think maybe well, my cheat meals could be like, you know, not so extravagant, you know? You don't need six items of Taco Bell for your cheat meal. Maybe you could get four or three or something like that, you know? We appreciate the honesty here. I uh, I think we all need to be a little bit more transparent about that. I, I think mean, mine yesterday was greasy-ass pizza, yeah. dude. Tell us what it was. Greasy-ass pizza, man. We had pizza at work. Uh, you know, they all it's always the cheapest fucking things they Ugh, can get. You know, yeah. some donuts or some, like, really greasy cheese pizza from, like, the gas station or something, and... You know, it had had a couple too many, and here we are. How many slices did you knock down? Be honest. Uh, I knocked down three. Oh, not okay. horrible, but no enough to do some good. damage. Yeah, let's move on. I was hoping I was gonna be like six. <laughs> I, I scarfed thinking, down eleven of those. I was fucks. thinking it was gonna be more impressive. That was, that's why you were sick. Maybe it was just bad pizza then. It sounds like you didn't overdo the the, the cheat meal. But unless dude, you did donuts, I, and three pizza. pieces of pizza midday at work. Dude, I'm, you're struggling to get through the rest of your day. That is a rough, that is a rough midday meal. I agree with you. Um, well, some news for everybody. Um, Corey cut his taint. Um, also news for everybody. We are going to change some things up today a little bit. We are going straight into the five minutes to health segment. And then you got to hang around if you want some juicy stories at the end. Just flipping some things up. Let us know if you like it, if you hate it. We want to know all the juicy details. If it's bad, though, send it to Corey. He handles all the hate mail. Uh, so, again, the we're going to jump. What would you say? Just straight to the junk folder. That's right. <laughs> so we are going to jump into the five minutes to health. Again, for people that don't know, this is where we touch on five of our favorite segments, newsworthy topics that we want to touch on for the week. So here's our topic. But we don't touch on anything without consent. Ain't that a fact? That's a fact, baby. All right, so for this week, this is your five minutes to help. Number one, turns out that a common decongestant, phenylephrine, found in medicines like Sudafed, NyQuil, and other nasal decongestants, is useless. The FDA advisory panel unanimously voted that phenylephrine is no better than placebo, aka, doesn't work. But this doesn't mean that the FDA is putting these products off the shelf tomorrow, and that's why I think you should know. Nasal sprays seem to work better, and orally, pseudoephedrine seems to work much better for this, but you have to ask the pharmacist 
for this because some meth head in Arkansas figured out how to whip up a fresh batch of crystal with the stuff. Biggest takeaway is check the label. If you're looking for a decongestion and it uses phenylephrine, put it back. Next, hide your kids, hide your wife, because we may have just discovered something better. A lab has created a synthetic human embryo. Now, we've been able to use sperm and egg outside of the human body to form an embryo. That's called in vitro or IVF. This is different. A lab in Israel has been able to use neither sperm nor egg. They use stem cells to create a human embryo. These scientists only keep the embryo for about 14 days because of a rule, but I don't know. You're telling me that no one is keeping one of these things in a drawer somewhere for past 14 days. I doubt it. People are concerned because there's a pretty clear ethical concern here. I'm concerned mostly for the fact that there could be hundreds of little clone babies walking around and I've got twins that look the same and that's already creepy enough for me. So the question is, would you have a synthetic baby? Next, a recent article states that people with ADHD have a higher risk for mental health disorders. No shit. You try thinking about your schedule, your to-do list, why we have feet and oatmeal at the same time and not have mental health issues. The study found that people with ADHD had higher risk of depression, PTSD, bipolar, and anorexia. I'm going to tell you how to help all of that. The ADHD, the mental health, all of it. And God, people are going to be pissed. It's exercise. I'm telling you right now, it will change your life. Wake up and go sweat. Doesn't matter how you do it. Just go sweat. Walk, run, lift, do whatever you want. Doing it in the morning changed my life. And I know it can do the same for you. Just do it for a week and see what happens. Next. Great. Now, dental floss is trying to kill us. Another negative, unhelpful video popped up with some Fabio-looking Dumbo telling everyone to be afraid of dental floss. Now, this video makes me mad for multiple reasons. One, this guy's shirt can't even stand him and is actively running away. Second, I don't care if this video is just for views, but it's another fear-mongering example with absolutely no solutions. Let's say dental floss is really that bad because of the PFAS. Okay, now what? Let's give advice on what we can do better or instead educate. Don't just freak people out. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that flossing with something is better than not flossing at all. Next, probiotics might be able to help your kid with their asthma symptoms. A recent meta-analysis looked at what happens to children with asthma when they take a probiotic. What the study showed was that when looking at 1,100 kids, probiotics seem to help decrease asthma symptom severity and reduce the risk of having an acute asthma episode by 70%. There's good evidence to show that probiotics can help improve symptoms of eczema, inflammation from allergies, and now possibly asthma. We still don't fully understand how involved the gut is, but this is just another example of how it can affect many, many systems. This study looked at many different probiotic strains, but the most common seems to be lactobacillus rhamnosus. Dose your kids responsibly. And that's your five minutes to health, Corey. Beautiful. I've got to take my cans off. I, I have. Dude, the cans looked good. All right. Thanks. You look professional. I got, 
I got several comments on that. And some of those Please. announcements you just gave scared the shit out of me. And we'll get Uh-oh. into it. But as always, you and I, we like to start from the back and make our way to the front. That's you got to get baby. the back nice and wet before you move to the front. So let's talk about this. How many syllables was in that word that you said? You're talking about bacillus rhamnosus? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how many syllables? Oh, what yeah, the f- yeah, what the fuck that. is that? So a lot of the a lot of probiotics are going to have the beginning word lactobacillus, and then it has some other strain after that. So generally, in almost all pediatric or kid probiotics, it has the rhamnosus. R H A M N O S U S. Basically, there's the study showed thankfully that there was a lot of different kinds of probiotics that were beneficial. But again, the most common one was that. If you just flip over the package on the probiotic, it's going to tell you lactobacillus rhamnosus or lactobacillus whatever. It's going to have the different strains. Again, it showed that in general, you're pretty safe to use most probiotics, but that one was the one that popped up the most. Interesting. Probably more of like a side effect than a reason to go. I don't know. Are you thinking that people should go out and buy this shit to treat their kids' asthma? Or is that just another benefit? Because you're an advocate for probiotics anyways, right? Right. And I think that there's there's a lot to the probiotics that I think, you know, people probably way overshoot the benefits. And then other people are like, just poo-poo them in general and say that they're just, there's no use. Whenever there's pretty clear, like there was even, there's another really popular study that's out there that shows uh, probiotic supplement for improved mental health and depression and, and those sort of things. So but there's some really strong studies out there. It's just, I think the reason why they're not heavily prescribed or, you know, recommended by other people is the fact that there's, we don't fully understand the mechanisms behind it, right? Like we don't fully understand the connection between the gut and the brain or the gut and the immune system. We know that there is a connection, but the, the, the level of depth that we know is, is, is pretty shallow. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I think like if your kid has, if you think your kid has asthma and it's undiagnosed, don't start with probiotics, right? Like go get a fucking diagnosis and you like get some treatment. Cause a lot of times, you know, they'll give the kid inhalers or things for like really bad situations. And, you know, of course it could be serious if it's untreated and you have an asthma attack. So, but it seems like if you're getting treated currently, trying a probiotic had, I mean, 70% decrease in a chance of a exacerbation. That's pretty remarkable. So, For yeah, sure. I mean, and I, there's obviously there's a lot of other benefits with probiotics as well. Right. Um, so I think that's, you know, you could see a lot of changes in your kids if, uh, if you do this. Interesting. Socks off. I know Emily has exercise induced asthma. And so I'd be interested to see. And yeah, I mean, maybe obviously with our diets, we have some gut stuff going on too. So I wonder if she would see any benefits in this. I mean, we start yeah. to go on a hike. She's 10 times more fit than I am. And she starts petering out in the first half mile because of her exercise induced asthma. So I'd be interested to see how that would just like anecdotally. Improve yeah. And that. I think one thing I would, I would, if you guys do try that, obviously let us know, because I think that would be interesting to, to just know on the podcast, but to make sure if she does that, that she doesn't change anything else. Cause that would be right. interesting to know keep everything the same. Does, yeah, does it happen every time? You can't change two variables. Everybody knows that. You can't, you can't. You can't be, you can't be taking a pill and you start an exercise program and you think, oh my God, this pill, all you got to do is take this pill and you lose mm-hmm. weight. It's like, well, no, you were also doing something else too. But right. um, every time, uh, I think that she did have it. I, we haven't admittedly been as active 
since we've moved to the East Coast. Um, she's on night shift now, and her schedule's all screwed up. She's not going to go wandering our neighborhood at three in the morning, you know, get the sure. cops called on her. But um, I think she did have a lot more trouble when we were at the higher altitude in Colorado. So I wonder if it had more to do with that, just less oxygen. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to go do a little bit more together here. That was the thing too on this study, with, on this study, which I can share with people if they're interested. But um, they also looked at a lot of like the ability to expel CO two, and there was a lot of other. You know, it wasn't just decrease in severity of symptoms, but also the like breathing function of kids with asthma. It helped too. So could be could be beneficial for I mean even adults too, obviously. But the study we looked at eleven hundred kids, and it showed benefits with taking probiotics. So pretty interesting. Interesting. All right, move, moving on. Dental floss. And before we elaborate any further, to all Fortnite players listening to this, this is not an excuse not to clean your fucking mouth. All right? Mm-hmm. Clean your fucking teeth. Clean your mouth. Flossing, no matter what you're using, is probably better than not flossing at all, unless you're using a goddamn chainsaw. So, clean your fucking mouth. Now let's elaborate. Please. Count- I'm gonna, I'm gonna so, show you. I'm gonna show you a picture of this guy while you're. Go ahead. All right. Show you. So I heard you say, "Is it a PFA? PFA? P- it's called PFAs. Like yeah. PF PFA. Yeah. So what does that stand for? Okay. So I'm I'm gonna fuck it up. So I'm just gonna type it in and tell you what a PFA is. But please do. So it is a um, a polyfluoroalkyl substance. <laughs> that that is not specific at all, really. So, Basically, I'll, I'll break it down into f- my understanding. Basically, a PFA is like a, it's a chemical that's put onto substances like like dental floss, other plastic substances that's supposed to preserve its integrity and make it last a long time. So the idea is that by consuming things that have PFAs on them or coming in contact with them. Like I think plastic bottles will have them. A lot of stuff that will like leach into the food or the beverages that you drink. And then it gets into your body. And there's a, there's supposed to be like a specific limit. I don't fully understand the PFAs, but there's a, there's a of course, as there is with everything, there's a whole community around like the, like demonizing everything that that has PFAS or like has been mentioned about PFAS or that there could be trace amounts of PFAS or whatever. So like, I don't know this podcast, it popped up and it kind of annoyed me, but, um, but yeah, so the, I, again, the PFAS is like supposed to be some sort of like a plastic chemical that gets leached into. Interesting. Yeah. And if it's something so. that you're really concerned about, read the label as with everything that you're putting in your body, read the label. If you're concerned about it, find one that mm-hmm. doesn't have these substances in them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Moving. I don't think we have to. Here, what I, 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 want to show, I, want, I want to show you what this guy looks like, though. Okay. This, is what, this also made me mad, but you know, you can't be mad about people's right. appearances. Dalton's a pulling up a clip that he saw. No, this I'm from. just going to show the. I'm just going to show the. That the shirt of is him. way too tight. Oh, that's why I said his, his shirt even hates him. I'm just running away from him. I mean, it's just. I mean, uh, hey. also, at what age is it appropriate to just like give up the long hair? Like, how old do you have to be? I don't know. Some people, it's their, it's their identity, you know? I guess they so. Have, that's, where, that's who they are. Right, yeah. Fair enough. But uh, and I, that's the thing. Actually, I'm probably going to, I want to have um, Colton, uh, one of my one of my best friends as a dentist. I want to ask him about this. I want me to get him on the podcast and do a little, maybe we'll do a little segment, do a little call-in segment and get him to answer us about some dental floss. But my, my takeaway is this. Like I said, I'm not a dentist, but I can almost guarantee that like, if this is, one, if this is that bad, it wouldn't be on the market. Two, if it's possibly bad, 
is it worse than not flossing at all? Wow, dude, you're putting a lot of faith in the FDA. All the conspiracy theorists coming at you. Check your DMs. I know, and maybe I'm wrong. But prove me wrong. I I don't know. Thank you, Momentus, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Momentus specializes in sports nutrition products designed to optimize your active life. They are trusted by experts like Dr. Andrew Huberman, Dr. Kelly Starrett, and over 150 professional and collegiate sports teams. Momentus takes pride in having the highest quality ingredients that are backed by rock-solid science. Still questioning their track record? Let me set it straight for you. Over 72% of NFL teams consistently purchase products from Momentus. When you're ready to grab some of the highest quality products on the market, go to livemomentous.com and use code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's livemomentous.com and use the code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off. Thanks again for Momentous for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode is also sponsored by Neurogum. If you're tired of ripping through pot after pot of coffee, then you need to check out Neurogum. They have a range of gum and mints, so you can choose the flavor of your liking from classic peppermint to honey lemon and cinnamon. They come packed with caffeine, B vitamins, and my favorite, L-theanine. The theanine is a natural way to decrease those negative side effects that we get from drinking too much coffee, like jitters and anxiety. I notice whenever I use NeuroGum while I work, I get a little boost of energy and focus that's even better than coffee, which is saying a lot because Papa is a coffee addict. The best part is they offer a full refund, no questions asked, if you aren't completely happy with your purchase. Right now, exclusively for halfway healthy listeners, you can get 15 to 20% off their bags of gum or mints. If you just head on over to tryneurogum.com slash Dalton, that's tryneurogum.com slash Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, to claim your 15 to 20% off. Thank you, Neurogum, for sponsoring this episode. Moving on, moral of the story, clean your fucking mouth, you disgusting fuckers. ADHD and mental health. I don't really even know if we need to elaborate on this one. I think that I, that's, I, that's I do want to, though, because I... Yeah, and we can get into this a little bit a little bit more, but I think the part that I want to elaborate on is the, the benefits of exercise is far... It's just, it's just not talked about enough when we talk about... ADHD. And I'm talking as somebody with ADHD who has been medicated, who's been not medicated, who has been very active for the last decade or more. And I can tell you that one of the, even just being active is helpful, but whenever you do it in the morning, it just sets the tone for the rest of the day. And we can get into more detail about this at a future episode, or if anybody wants to hear it, I'll tell a story about this at some point. But, um, Actually, you don't, you don't even know this. Um, so it'd be interesting for you to, I want to know if you've, if you noticed a difference at all, but for, I was, I was medicated for ADHD for like three years back in undergrad, wasn't medicated for like eight years. I was actually medicated again for about two months, um, over this, this past summer. And, um, I hated it. It just, it makes me a different person. I don't like the way that it it like is like really on ramp focus and then really bad. And then it just like back and forth. I I just, it just was, it doesn't work for me, but I started it because I I know I have ADHD clearly, and it's just have a hard time focusing. But what I did was I was motivated by listening to some podcast that was talking about, you know, getting up and just fucking smashing a workout in the morning. And I'm like, I've worked out in the morning. I did like it, but it's kind of inconvenient, whatever. So I just kind of stopped doing it. But then I decided, you know what? I'm fucking done. I don't want to take the medication anymore. And I was like, for seven straight days, I'm going to get up 
and I'm just going to go sweat. However I'm going to do it, if I go on a run, if I work out, whatever, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go sweat. Completely changed my life. And that's like, I'm not exaggerating. With like, that started 18, 18 days ago. And I haven't, I haven't missed a morning. Wake up every morning, 6 a.m., and go work out. Do something. Go on a walk with weights. I go on a walk without any. I go on a jog. I work out, something. And it's changed my life. Focus, being able to sit still a little longer, not having to be medicated. It's just completely changed my life. So that's why I wanted to put that PSA out there for people and just be like, force yourself to just go, go, go sweat. Just go do something. Especially if you're struggling with ADHD or medication or mental health. Like it's just so important. Two follow-up questions on that. One, what age were you diagnosed? 20 or either 18 or 19. 18 or 19. Okay. Yeah. What, and other than just general, like you want to stay focused, fidgetiness, why did you decide to go back to it? What was the moment that made you think, eh, I'm going to give medication another try? Uh, you mean like this, this most recent? Yeah. About? Over the summer. So between I, between running two, two companies, having two kids and trying to main, like trying to continue to stay fit and active. Um, it was just getting to be too much. I couldn't focus on, I couldn't focus on the tasks at hand in terms of like, got to do this for this company, got to do this for this company. I still got to do, go see these patients. I've got to make sure I got my bills paid. I've got to be present for my kids when I get home, all of that combined and thinking about everything that needed to be done. Then either very little was getting done or it was very inefficient. And so I kind of caved in and was like, listen, I need help. Let's see if I can get help going to the medication. I'm a little bit older and more mature now. We may, we may, I don't think we've talked about it, but I had a very bad relationship with the medication whenever I was in undergrad. And so I thought, let's give it another try. And uh, that that's why, that's answer your question. I just felt like I was overwhelmed with everything that was going on and I wasn't able to focus. And so that's why I gave it another try. And you feel like you get just as much, if not more of a benefit now with the exercise than you did on any medication? It's, it's different. I'm not going to sit here and say that going on a, a jog is the same as fucking taking an Adderall, right? It's very, very different, especially for those that have taken those medications for ADHD know what I'm talking about. And those that haven't, it's hard to relate, but it's different. But I will tell you that the, the difference is, is whenever you take a medication, it doesn't just make you more focused. It also changes a lot of other aspects of your life in terms of like, your personality, your playfulness, your, um, uh, it, it's, it's also like, it's, it's in waves, right? Like you're, you're one person when you are not on the pill, you take the pill, you're the, you're a different person for two or three hours. And then you're back to, to like a lower version of yourself because you have no energy and you can't focus even more Then you need the pill again. And it's like that roller coaster. So it's not like a, a huge dose of energy and focus, but it's the, Whenever you exercise in the morning, and this is me anecdotally talking, it's the prolonged ability throughout the day to be able to focus at a lower level, albeit, but over the span of a full day, being able to focus better than I was at baseline is much more productive and I can fucking be myself. Like yeah. I just feel much more and much more in tuned of my own personality and, and just me as a human than I am on medication. Yeah, I have one point to make. It's funny. I started this off by saying we probably don't need to uh, expand on this at all. And this is probably the segment we'll spend the longest on. But um, it's funny. We've never talked about this before because back when 
I was in Colorado, very tail end. I was still working seven days a week and running the company and stuff. I ended up going to a doctor and just saying like, I can't juggle everything I have going on. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm working two and three jobs. Sometimes I'm running healthy birds on the side. We're doing podcasts. We're doing everything we need to. I'm actively house hunting, trying to plan for a move. I'm applying to jobs uh, in a totally different time zone. So I was having to wake up at like 5 a.m. to do interviews. And like it was just an absolute nightmare. And so I remember going on that and you just, you feel invincible. And like, I've been off now, but I- What were you taking, if you don't mind I, me asking? I'll have to look at, I'll have to look at it again. Cause it's been a while since I, they gave me like a- 60 day supply or something. And I probably still have over half of it. I just, was it, once I, I mean, I can tell it. you all, I can tell you all of them. Is it like, uh, was it Modafinil? No, that's sometimes for like, was it Adderall? Was it Vivance? No, was no it, it wasn't, it wasn't Adderall for sure. I know that. Was it, was it Ritalin or, um, it was some type of stimulant. I know that. I don't probably, know if it was Ritalin either, or an off. It's probably Vivance. I mean, Vivance is like the longer duration. But, dude. Oh version. my gosh. You, when I was taking that, I could wake up, I could work eight hours at both of my jobs. I could come home, do a podcast. I could plan oh, out yeah. everything we needed for the move. I mean, you do feel invincible, but also during that time, I was just like l- never eating, just oh, like yeah. losing an unhealthy amount of weight every single week. Like it was just, it was nuts. So, yeah. And I, and I don't, we didn't talk about this a whole lot, which I mean, we should just fuck go into it at some point. It doesn't have to be today, but like, um, I abused them in college. And so like I would take them and then I would take a second one, stay up all night and study. And selfishly it was because I fucking, I loved school and I loved studying. And I loved like that, that high of like sitting down at a desk and just studying for eight hours and then going to crush an exam. Fucking weird, but just what I like to do. And why uh, are we friends? Jesus. It's so funny. I know. But so I just, I loved it. And, and so, um, but I stopped because of how bad it was. And it just changed who I was like the, at the moment. Cause I don't know if you have the same experience, but like on that medication, especially if you're, if you're not taking like the minimal dose, you are so fired and focused on like what you're doing that you just don't care about anything else. You also kind of maybe a little bit short in terms of like temper. Um, but it, it just, just changes you a little bit. And then whenever you don't have it, you're just ready to go for the next one. And I have an addictive personality. So I've already got like, you know, I'm going to want to take another one after I take one anyways. So, but as an adult, as a fucking 29 year old guy with a family, I'm like, I'm more mature now that I can handle that situation. And, you know, into the story I did. And, but during the time I realized like, oh, I, this is not who I want to be. Like, again, I like what you just said, I wasn't eating much, starting to lose, lose weight more than I needed to. And then also not exercising, which is something that I love, but it was because it would get to like one or 2 PM and I'm like, Oh, I've got all this shit I need to do for work. I'm just not going to work out today. It's fine. And cause I'm still hyper-focused. So I don't want to lose that. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this instead. So I was working out like once or twice a week. And like I work out seven days a week. That's like my, that's my fucking, that's my zone. Like I love to do that stuff. So then I realized I wasn't doing the stuff that I loved and the little focus hits that I would get is just, it's just, wasn't worth it. So um, everybody's but the exercise is so different. It's so it's funny crazy. because mine was like, I, I felt like I needed to stop taking it because I liked it too much. Like I was, that's, I felt like I was almost like a better version of myself because yeah, I felt like when no, I was, that's, that's the, when, that's the danger of it for real. Yeah. When I was no. taking it, I had the energy to do all those things and then still have time for 
Emily to spend time with her or like cook a great meal or like go and do something with her because I had the energy after the long day when before I was so exhausted. And so I just, I felt like for me, it was harder coming off that because then it's like getting back to these fatigue levels was, I was more irritable. And so I just said like, I got to other, I'm going to grow dependent on this. I just got to get off it. And you know, after a week you start to normalize or like regulate your hormones again, but um, I don't know, just liked it too much. It's, it's, I mean, it's speed. So you feel fucking good. You feel phenomenal. And that's what I was saying. I, I, I'm with you on that where like, I, you feel like you're a better person. You're like, I have no social anxiety. I can talk to whoever I want. I feel great. I have like, that's, that's the thing I was talking about that when you work out in the morning, like my rule right now is sweat before you get on any technology. So like I'll get up and a, a, a shorter slogan for that. For sure. So, uh, but I, that is what I do in the morning, and that leads to those other those those other side benefits that the medication would give you without having that really high spike or change in and stuff. Um, and I can still be the the presence is something that I always struggle with with uh, as somebody with ADHD. It's just like I'm always thinking about other stuff, and I'm never present. So, like crushing something like in the gym, crushing like a workout or a run or something allows get to get those like jitters out and just feel like you're more present. So, um, yeah, all that to say, I mean, it was, I was taking it consistently every day for, I mean, for years at the beginning, but this most recent time was like two, two months, two and a half, three months. And I stopped one day, just cold Turkey, just going straight into like exercising every morning. And it just, like I said, before that, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to come off this. I know I need to blah, blah, blah. And then that just completely flipped it around for me. So I hope this helps somebody and whether that's my story or Corey's story, I think we both have different stories and it just depends on where you're coming from. But I know for me, it's something that I struggled with for, I mean, inherently in the last 12 years, 10 years. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just, fucking it's real and i know somebody else out there is dealing with it too so if somebody started listening to this in the middle of that little segment where we were going off they would think <laughs> we were talking about cocaine for right. sure yeah yeah for sure oh i yeah i've never done coke and i'm telling you right now i've heard it's kind of like that and i know i'd be a cokehead i'm sure so i'm staying away from all that stuff i think that's probably all a that good stuff. idea i think yeah. that's a good idea well yeah. good news to all of our nickelback fans and discord moderators you don't actually have to mate with another human anymore you're in luck congratulations if you want a kid and you only take showers once every two weeks you can just go buy one it sounds like the weird thing about this was that, I mean, I need to read into it a little bit more, but they basically took stem cells and were able to create an exact version of a human embryo, like to where all of the organs were in the same place as a normal human embryo, which is pretty crazy. But there's, because uh, I was thinking that, oh, it because it's talking about this 14 day period, like, oh, it just survives 14 days and then it dies or whatever. But then as I was looking <laughs> so deeper sad. into it, it <laughs> what the it, fuck? I don't know what it is, right? I mean, what is it, a human? I don't know. But anyways, but then I was reading it. I was reading it up on it a little bit and it said, oh no, it's just because there is a rule in place that it can only be quote unquote alive or whatever you want to call it for 14 days. And then I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, sure. Like that's fucking like every single scientist in the world that has the ability to do this is going to be like, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll shut it down to 14 days. And a single one is like, so what happens on day 15 or on day 21? Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something out there that there are people cooking up a, you know, they got a three-month-old stem cell baby right now or something. Like, I don't know. That was a little fishy to me where I was like, how how well is that enforced? Or like, you know, gun to a scientist's head over in Russia and they're like, 
I know you can keep this thing alive for longer than 14 days. Let's fucking yeah, keep who, it alive. Well, I mean, whose job is that to head count and make sure all the babies make it into the oven at the end of the 14 days, you know, and like, oh, yeah. Bill didn't come in with, uh, with little Ricky that he has. <laughs> Go to his house, tear it down. Imagine, imagine if they name every one of them. That'd be fucked. Find little, find little Ricky. Uh, yeah, get little Ricky. He just got him in a test tube and next to his bed. So, what, yeah, kind of, what kind of function do these have? And like, what, what? Like, so, I don't think anything. Like, I don't okay. think anything. But the, okay, so the I'll, I'll give more of like the reasoning so behind it, at least embryo. with these. Yeah, and the, so what the scientist basically said was that the first month of pregnancy is very misunderstood. Like, we don't we don't really know. It, it said that within the first month, almost every organ is fully developed as it's going to be at the end of the nine months. Like that's fucking incredible. And we don't know why. And I think it's because of course it's very hard. One, you don't even really know somebody's pregnant until what is it? Six weeks or more. I, so like, honestly, I'm not sure that you, I thought that sounds about right though. So I think, yeah, like, and so granted it's very hard to even know somebody's pregnant until after that first month. And so we really don't even, we don't know much about it. And then of course, the other side of that is the ethical concerns of like researching and testing on somebody who is newly pregnant, like to get those cells, you've got to go intra, right. They got to go into the embryo or whatever. And so it's just very misunderstood and not well, well tested. And so the, the goal of this is to be able to make a stem cell embryo that they can then test and try out like different medications and different tests and things that they can then do on like a human body. So to hopefully be able to save pregnancies or to treat certain conditions before they come to fruition in the real human body. Interesting. And yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense to me if it's a replica, right? But then again, I, then I get into all the fucking where my head goes of like, you know that that's going to grow to something like when are they going to change it and be like, okay, now you can keep it at 21 days. Now you can keep it to three months. Or now if you get three months into your real pregnancy and they show you what your baby's going to look like and you're like, oh, this fucker's ugly. I'm gonna, can I just switch him out for one of these synthetic babies? And they're like, yeah, sure. It's fine. A thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What's, what's it going to turn into? Cause now you can do the IVF, you know, and you can get, you can get your baby. You can kind of like, what do they call them? Designer babies. Or you can say, I want them to have, blonde hair, want them to be 6'2", want them to, you know, you can give them like these specific uh, characteristics. The synthetic babies have to be even, you know, even more than that. I don't know. For some reason, crazy we man. going through the the five minutes to health, the first 60 second segment, I was thinking like you just got like a, like a little baby that you're just interacting with. And then 14 days and you're just like, <laughs> take, yep, take my child, set it in. burn him burn him i don't know it, it looks me, like nothing the picture i mean and yeah. i don't know if this is like a legit picture it just looks like a uh, it looks like a cell that you would study in you know microbiology it just doesn't look like it doesn't even look like it doesn't have a shape of a human at all right but yeah i don't know how to feel yeah i don't know i guess if you're if you're in this situation and you can't have kids or you know you and your partner or whatever if it does get to that point go adopt we have a we have a crisis on our hands, anyways, right? Don't go making yeah. a fucking synthetic child. We got we got and kids that need families, anyways. I don't and that's know. The that's weird thing, a weird thing because I I thought about that too. Is like you know that there's going to be a ton of people that are like, why are we doing synthetic babies whenever you can adopt? It's the same thing whenever people go pay four grand for a puppy whenever there's pound puppies, right? I mean, it's the same sort of argument. The other side of that too is that there is you you hear Elon talk about it. You hear a lot of public health officials talk about how we're going to be in a very serious population crisis uh, just because the people aren't reproducing, especially like people in our age range, people just aren't having kids. 
or if they are, it's much later, which is then pushing a lot of, you know, whenever the older people die out, we're going to have a shortage of population. And so I wonder if, you know, 40 years from now, if that's something that they implement more of is the synthetic just to continue the population churn and not have the drastic change in, in uh, numbers. I really don't want to be around when that's, you know, when that problem is here, like, I don't want to be there for that. I want that to be another generation's problem. Well, it can it can still be another generation's problem, and you still be here. And I, think I don't that's want to be happen, here. Man. Is what I'm saying. I don't want that to be a thing. Zbiotics. Are you tired of the negative effects that alcohol can have on your body the morning after? Do you wish there was still a way to enjoy some alcoholic beverages? Well, there just might be. Zbiotics is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic drink that helps you break down and process alcohol without the negative side effects. It's like having a personal bodyguard for your gut. Zbiotics is backed with over 10 billion CFUs of scientifically backed probiotics that work to optimize your body's natural alcohol processing capabilities. And it has added electrolytes and vitamins, which makes it the perfect drink to enjoy before a night out. I know for myself, it drastically improved the way that I felt waking up the next morning after having a few too many drinks with my friends. So why not give Zbiotics a try and experience the benefits of a healthier, happier gut? As a special offer for our listeners, you can go to zbiotics.com and use the code DALTON10 at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Again, that's zbiotics.com and use code DALTON10 for 10% off your first purchase of Zbiotics. Cheers to a healthier way to drink. Thank you, Purple Carrot, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Are you tired of the same old boring meals every week? Do you want to eat healthier but don't know where to start? Then it's time to try Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based meal kit company that makes it easy and delicious to eat more vegetables. With Purple Carrot, you'll receive weekly deliveries of pre-portioned ingredients and recipes that are designed to be easy to follow and delicious to eat. Each recipe is created by professional chefs and features fresh, seasonal ingredients that are packed with flavor and nutrition. And because all of their meals are plant-based, you can feel good about what you're eating and the impact it has on the environment. So why wait? Sign up for Purple Carrot today and start enjoying delicious, healthy meals that will make you feel great from the inside out. As a special offer for our listeners, by clicking the link in the description, you can get 30% off of your first three boxes. Again, just click the link in the description and you'll get 30% off your first three boxes with Purple Carrot. Eat responsibly. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Like with the whole, because the cloning argument is also interesting. It's like, do you think if somebody has the funds, should they be able to clone themselves? Ethically, I think sure. But then it comes into like, why and if everybody has the money to do that or just the elites have the money to do that then you get into like these social constraints of what if all the billionaires you know clone themselves to be able to work twice as hard and continue to move up and i don't know it just it opens up a huge fucking can of worms but it's it's interesting when it comes down to like ethically ethically i'm almost okay with anything i'll put that out there i mean i i don't fucking care but when it comes down to like what it means for like the greater good or the or the earth, like cloning is also a little bit creepy, and you know, in and of itself. Yeah, but I do see the I do see the implication for like research, researching embryo and like trying to figure out how we can you know give healthier pregnancies or help the mother or, yeah. or whatever. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of in your boat. Like if people, if a billionaire wants to clone himself, like I'm, I don't really see myself ever having the funds to be able to do that. So it's not going to really matter to me either way. Like go hard, man. Congrats on your success. Make right. make two of yourself. I don't really care. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, again, I'd, it's a tough one, but we can we can move on. What's next? All right. Decongestants are fucking worthless. That's a this generalization. One, this one's this one's hot off the press. This one happened, I think, yesterday. Shout out to my boy Tanner again, who's my my pharmaceutical informant. Uh, and he dealer. sent me this and dealer. Yeah, he's, he actually he is my um, my phenylephrine dealer, and so he just lost a lot of money. Love you, Papa uh, Pats. <laughs> yeah. So he. He sent me this and then I found it online, a couple of new articles too, of everybody, you know, mentioning that. I mean, this is, I don't know if people, I'm weird and I, I read all labels anyways, which I guess is maybe not weird when I talk about medication. You probably should fucking read at least what's in the medication. But I mean, phenylephrine is in everything. It's in like NyQuil, DayQuil. It's in, you know, Sudafed that you can grab off of the, off of the counter. Uh, it's in any of the oral decongestants basically has the phenylephrine. And it was no better than placebo. And so, yeah, it's just, it's funny because I don't know what's going to happen because what's interesting is that, so the FDA panel, they agreed unanimously that it's worthless, but the FDA hasn't like, you know, of course pulled it off the shelves, but I'm sure that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be companies that are, they're going to be losing millions or billions because there's going to be a lot of dead items on the shelf that aren't selling. And you know, they've got a fuck ton of product on the back end that they're going to going to be pushing into because people buy that shit all the time. Right. So there's going to be so much product that are going to be trying to get into the stores. So what happens with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, that just seems like there's going to be, they're going to be fighting it like crazy to be like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, look at this, look at this research or look at this or no, no, it is beneficial. I don't think there's going to be just an easy stand down of like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll pull off the shelves and we'll get a, a new product in. Yeah. And again, I'm sure that there are products out there, if that is your concern, that don't have these that are more organic or whatever. Not that I necessarily think that going organic is the best option for every single product. But if that's something that you're concerned about, find a different way. How about this? Go get a water pick for your dental floss or like, you know, there's other options. So like for this, for your decongestion, there are other options for you to, yeah. for you to try. Like the nasal sprays and this, then mm -hmm. the actual... Sudafed, the the ephedrine that you can get. How about those little like uh, sinus? Have you ever tried any of those? Like you ever oh, see those bro. videos of people just like cracking yes. on their face? Oh no, no, I've done the one that you have like the the saline that you like shove like a gallon of water through one nostril and it shoots out. Oh the yeah, on the other side. The, um, like almost like a neti pot, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. No, and so the, I've I've done that. I've done the one you're talking about. And I don't know anything specific here, but you see every once in a while, I'll see people, you know, on TikTok or whatever talking about, you know, you, you massage here and go along your sinuses and like you can oh, clear out congestion and, that. and whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So what else you got today for us, Corey, that we can round out that segment of the five minutes to health, which we can chat about a few of our lay stories and then, yeah, uh, what you got? Yeah, I got, I got, I, I got a sad, I got a sad one. Actually, you know what? Let me go first. Yeah. I was going to say, sad. maybe let's not add. We don't want to leave one. on the sad one. So and it's, it's a sad, but it's maybe it leans into a, a positive note, but man, I, you know, you get those patients every once in a while. You probably actually get them more now that you're in the hospital versus where I'm at. But I saw the other day, a 23 year old girl who was in a motor vehicle accident, traumatic brain injury can't talk, can't move, stuck in bed, complete loss of the use of her right side, can't conversate, can basically like blink her eyes, yes and no. And even that's like spotty. So basically just not there. No quality it, of life. 
No, no. And it made me so fucking sad because one, I don't know. I obviously don't know this girl prior to, but um, it just, it, two things. One, it made me really fucking sad and life's not fair and it fucking sucks. Um, and it also made me really fucking thankful that I get to wake up every day and fucking get myself out of bed, you know, and like not take that for granted. And some people are depressed and I'm not, I'm not shining, you know, a poor light on that. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're depressed and you have a hard time getting out of bed, at least you can fucking get out of bed. And this girl doesn't have that ability anymore. And her mom has to move her leg for her and hold her head up when she sits because she can't hold her own head up. And clean her up and clean her up clean in bed her. and feed her and, and yeah. it just that situation when you walk into that you're like holy fuck next time when i open up the fridge and i'm out of milk instead of being fucking pissed and being mad that i don't have milk i'm just gonna go buy fucking milk because i can walk and get in my car and drive and an unlimited healthy birds credit card too exactly and all we do is buy milk baby but that's yes. like it just it yeah. hits me of like and we talked about this many too many times but like we can be so selfish and so it's just so privileged that we're like you get mad about the dumb shit you get a flat tire you can show out your, your car's out of gas you're running five minutes late or whatever and then you walk in and you're like holy shit i'm doing pretty good like yeah and so again it very very sad and my heart goes out to this girl's family and and her and and whatever they can do for her it's just it's but it also is like a it's just one of those moments that you go okay yeah this is like, I'm so grateful to be here and be able to do what I can do and move and be with my kids and my family, with my friends. And I'll, I can't take that for granted. And every once in a while, you need those reminders. Anybody that knows me knows that I am not sentimental. I don't really have a sentimental bone in my body. But with this new job specifically, you had mentioned that probably now more than ever, this new job, I've found myself on several occasions like stepping away from a room and just pulling out my phone and immediately texting Emily and just being like, yeah. I love you drive yeah, safe today. Dude. You know, yeah. I can't wait to see you because dude, there's just those moments where it's just like how I can't, I hate that. I can't stay in that mindset always, you know, there's just and, too much yeah. going on. We're so absorbed. We're so selfish. And I just like take things for granted. And then it takes something like that for me to step back into that moment and, and be like, that's it. That's the benefit of, you know, and I'll say this selfishly for us, like that's the, that's the benefit of what, of what we, what we're doing with this podcast, what we're doing with the content is like, we are very lucky to be in these situations where we get to experience those things. Right. And life is very different whenever you're 25, 30, 35, and all you do is hang out with a bunch of other 25 or 35 year olds. And every day, you know, maybe once a year you hear some bad shit happening to somebody, you know, God forbid they get cancer or they get in a car accident or something. Right. But whenever you see it every day or every week or ever, or once a month and you see some crazy shit that you can kind of put yourself in that situation and be like, damn, I'm a couple steps away from that possibly happening to me. Or like I'm one car ride away from that happening to me just makes you reflect. And like you said, go text a loved one, call somebody. And like, that's for me a big reason why I like to share my stories and why we like to share our stories is just to be able to, some people don't get that opportunity. So us to be able to share, will help people put that into perspective for their own life, I hope. Um, and yeah, it just, again, I, I walked out of there, like I've gotten a lot better and I'm sure you have too, of like, we can't mentally, you can't take every one of those cases personally 
and take it home with you for a week, right? Because you just, you would be an awful clinician to go help the next person. And so I've gotten a lot better with just, what's the word attrition of just being able to like continue to, to do it and do it and do it and be able to walk out and kind of reset. But like when I walked out of that one, I was like, I'm going to remember that one for a long time. Yeah, there are some just, that stick with you more than others yeah. for sure. And I don't have a lot of healthcare workers in my family. So a lot of people are constantly telling me like, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do what you do. And it's yeah. like, it's, I feel like it's good for me, you know, because oh, like I, I, I do have the personality where I can handle this sort of stuff and I can go home and I can compartmentalize it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but the way I view it is, yes, this is a sad situation, but I get the opportunity to help in any way that I can, even if it's yeah. a little, even if it's a lot, right? Sometimes more exactly. than others, but like I can put myself in that situation and I can help the family. I can help the patient a little bit. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's difficult, but I feel like it is good for me to help bring me back because I do, I am guilty of selfishness and like just getting stuck in my own head and overthinking and getting frustrated by little things. So dude, I, you know, I think that was a, that was a great one. I don't think that Thank that you, was too man. sad at all. I think that that was, that's a good, that's a good little segment. It just, yeah, it, it, it really just made me reflect. And now that I'm doing a little bit less patient care, I don't get that as often as I was before. And no matter what, this one would have hit me, but I just think it's important for people to think about. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that with everybody. That happens all the time. I think, I think that's a great one to end on. Mine's not going to touch hearts like that one. I think that that's a good spot <laughs> to wrap up. Well, good. We, we can wrap it up then. I mean, you know, just to leave everybody with some, with some thoughts, like just, yeah, think about, think about that situation and, and how grateful you can be for where you're at in life. Text a loved one, call a loved one, you know, call somebody, do whatever, you know? I mean, that's just be thankful that you're here and that you can get out of bed, like I said, but we'll wrap that up today. And, uh, again, you know, if you're, if you're hanging around this far, do us a favor, jump onto social media, you know, follow us at, uh, Dr. Dalton Maine or healthy birds across all social medias. Send healthy us a message. Org healthybirds.org, check out the website, send us a DM, whatever. Let us know what you think about the switching up of the, the podcast kind of style. And uh, as always, we love you guys and thank you for going along for the ride and we'll talk to you next week. Any business questions, send them to Dalton. Any pictures of animals, send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right, Corey. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Till next time. Later. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, we would be so grateful if you could just hop on to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out a lot. Also, check out our sponsors in the links provided in the description of the episode for some great discounts on products. If you want some short health tips and news sent to your inbox every week, do me a favor, jump on to healthybirds.org and sign up for our newsletter. If you have any questions, comments, or even complaints about my personality flaws, you can email me directly at dalton at healthybirds.org. We would love to connect with all of you. Until next time, be happy, be healthy.